you're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. The greatest intro to any sermon, I shouldn't have to tell a great story and make you laugh and make you say, oh my gosh, what's he talking about? We're going to start with scripture. That's the best intro. Y'all ready? Tell somebody, say, I'm ready. Online, drop a comment if you're with me live. Say, I'm ready. Genesis chapter 32 is where we're going to be today. It says this, this left Jacob alone in the camp and a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Boy, God will hurt us sometimes to heal us, that's for sure. If you won't know that, you're going to learn. Then the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name, the man By the way, I'm going to go ahead and give you this disclaimer so I don't forget in the sermon. This isn't a man. This is God. This is Jesus, actually. In the Old Testament, before Jesus ever became a baby or a human, died on the cross, he makes about a dozen, I believe, best I remember, appearances as the angel of the Lord, the angel of Yahweh. Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. He's always been. He didn't just show up. He's always been here. He's in your situation. So this man, when it says man, this is God. Jacob encountered and had a match, a wrestling match, a fight, a bar brawl with God. For the man asked, he replied, "Uh, what's your name? The man asked, he replied, Jacob, your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. God told him. From now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with man and have won. Please tell me your name, Jacob said. No, you don't get privy to my information. Why do you want to know my name? (laughs) God is going to keep some things from you because you ain't ready for them yet. The man replied, then... He blessed Jacob there. Jacob named the place Peniel, which means, say that with me, face of God. For he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. The sun was rising as Jacob left Peniel, face of God, and he was limping because of an injury to his hip. I give you my word that this is the last of my predictable cheesy titles in this series. I will change it up next week, but I got one more for you. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Week three of Name Changer equals Game Changer. Tell somebody, say around or through. Around or through. Will you lift your hands and then I'll promise you I'll let you be seated at least for a minute. Lord, we want to see your face. We want to experience you. We want to encounter you and what makes Christianity unique as we can. We can. Job said, I've always heard of you with the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. We want to see you. We want to be like Jacob and see your face, Lord. Help us work through what we've been trying to work around, avoid, run from, push away, push back. We want you and we want nothing to stop us from coming to you and we want to do what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you give God a round of praise? As you're seated, will you tell somebody, say, I ain't doing circles with you? No, say it again. Say, I ain't going to do circles with you. All my new people that are new to the Bible and stuff, this series is Name Changer because Name Changer equals Game Changer because in the scripture, in our culture, we name people names uh, because we like the sound of it. But a name is more than a name in the scripture. It means more uh, to the story than just the sound. 
Jacob's name in Hebrew. This is what it means. Y'all ready? Y'all got notes in your outline. You can take notes. I want us to grow. I'm growing with you, y'all. I don't think there's ever been a season in my life that I've grown uh, this much in this short a time period. I want to keep it rolling, don't y'all? I want to grow. You got to want it. You got to do it. Jacob's name in, in Hebrew means this. It means supplanter. Uh, to circumvent, which means to find a way around. This is his name. This is his name. It means to circumvent, find a way around. It means liar, manipulator, deceiver. And he started young doing this, y'all. You find in Genesis 25 because Jacob was a twin. It says when the second baby, that's Jacob, he was the youngest, was born, he was holding on to Esau's heel, his twin brother. So that baby was named Jacob from the time he was about to be out of his mama's womb. He's about to come out of the, he birthed trying to work his way around Esau. And they named him Jacob, which means manipulator. I'm going to do what I, I, I'm not, every situation Jacob ever encountered up to this point for sure, he tried to work his way around it, not through it. Whether it was a person, an opportunity, a, an accountability, a situation, that was Jacob. His name, it wasn't just his name, it was the life he chose to live. He chose to work around, he chose to manipulate, he chose to work his way around people, and it, and it got people hurt, and it hurt him. He had a silver tongue. Matter of fact, Jacob could talk, Jacob talked his brother uh, Esau into trading his birthright for a bowl of soup. Talk about a used car salesman, bro. Man tricked his dad, Isaac, on Isaac's deathbed. Tricked him. You talk about your dad's dying. That's sad enough. Lied to him and trick him. That was Jacob. He worked his way around everything because he wanted his way. Don't you dare judge him. You do it. I do it. We all do it. Everybody does it. Tell somebody, say, I'm Jacob. Say it louder like you actually mean it. Say, I'm Jacob. I got some people that want to talk about all their, all their good qualities. Why don't you talk about your defects? We do it all the time. It's a human problem, not a Jacob problem. We all like to work our way around. You see me and Angie in an argument, ain't nobody admitting they're wrong until somebody goes to bed about ready to break something. Angie's back there like, y'all laughing. He's for real. Jacob, he had a strong personality. You do too. You do too. You got a mouth on you, you know. You make, you make bad situations sound good. You make good people sound bad. You make yourself sound better than you really are because you're compensating. We do it all the time. Say, I've been Jacob. How about somebody really admit the truth? Say, I am Jacob some days. That was Jacob's name. Work your way around it. It's what his name meant. It's funny because uh, Satan, the Bible says Satan comes as, a, the enemy comes as an angel of light. You know, look good, right? Jacob was good at making it look good. You know, that girl, she got a fine figure, but I'm going to tell you, she broken and she will break you. Oh, he's eye candy. Boy, you will choke to the life out of you on that candy. Angel of light, it looks good. See, Jacob was good at making things look good and, 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 and one-sided business deals. That's what they look like in 2022. You're a businessman. You make a lot of money, but at what expense? Whose expense? Jacob worked his way around things he needed to work through. He, instead of hitting things head on, he went around them. And we are human and we do it all the time. We are Jacob. Actually, do you remember the first time Satan appeared in the scripture? He appeared as a serpent. And what was he doing? Undermining and manipulating. Jacob's name meant that. But it wasn't just a name. It was the life that he chose to live and to stay stuck in. 
God loved him and he experienced God in many times before this moment we read about today. I, I talked about it on a church birthday. He encountered God at Bethel and Bethel becomes a place in scripture that is second only to Jerusalem in popularity. But Jacob finally got to the place that he couldn't work around it anymore. Matter of fact, Jacob's name has a secondary meaning because, you know, Angie and I, our second son is named Jacob and I got to tell him this years ago and he was thankful and I'm thankful. It's not a bad thing to name your son Jacob. I used to always think it was until I got in seminary. There's a secondary meaning in Hebrew to Jacob, which is this, unfinished. Hmm. Unfinished. God wasn't done with Jacob. God is not done with you, but you can't keep working around it. There's some things in your life you got to go through it. You got to work through it. You can't run from it. You can't push it away. You can't push people away who are challenging you to work through things that you need to work through. You can't run from your marriage. You can't run from being a parent. You can't keep running from the financial decisions that you need to make so that you don't keep staying stuck in the debt and the poverty that you've been stuck in your whole life, blaming the world. No, it is your choices. You got to go through it. Jacob, unfinished. Jacob was about to face something that he could not work around. He was about to face somebody that he could not get over or get around. He had to go straight through it, and he did. I want to get set the scene here. Can I set the scene for you? Jacob's about to meet his brother. Hadn't seen his brother since he ran away because his brother wanted to kill him after the way he did his brother. His trickery cost his brother Esau everything. Everything Esau got left with nothing because back then birthrights and being the oldest brother meant something. It meant you carried the blessing of the family. And Jacob, because his trickery, stole it. Lied. Jacob had to take off and go live with his uncle. Esau wanted to kill him. They're about to reunite and Jacob is terrified. As he should be. Because Esau was the tough guy. See, Jacob was the Ben. He was the guy, I ain't going to do a lot of heavy lifting. I can't anymore. I got, a, I got a big mouth. Esau was the hunter. Esau was the tough guy. You know, I'll, don't pray with me, don't play with me type thing. That was Esau. He had reason to be scared. And what he did is he was left in a situation alone. We started the passage. It said, this left Jacob alone. What left Jacob alone? He had to send his family across the river to protect them from a potential retaliation from his brother. Because if somebody's going to get killed, it needs to be him, not his family. Because if they're all found together and Esau really is trying to retaliate in the world they lived in, they were all getting killed. And Jacob's entire family and every person that he loved that followed him and fought with him because they, they were tribal back then a lot more than we are now, even though we are. We just make it look good. We, we, our tribes are in church cliques. I'll let you get that in about two hours. Um, so... Uh, so uh, Jacob, I'm sorry, I can't digress. I have to preach on that some other time. So uh, Jacob sends them all ahead. So he puts himself in a position, at least he's selfless enough to say, hey, if, I'm, if somebody's going to die for my, for my actions, it's going to be me. And it left him alone. It left him in this situation alone. And the Bible says that they wrestled until the uh, break of day. Okay, some of you people in history are like, man, how is that even possible to wrestle with God all night? You've been wrestling God your entire life trying to get your way, your terms, your no. And you get bitter when God doesn't answer the prayer or answer it your way. Do what you said you wanted to do, not take that from you or not give you that. You wrestle your whole life and you all shocked because he wrestled for an entire night. See, we don't like to see our story in the scripture because we like to go around it. 
We're Jacob. I'm Jacob. Trust me. You ought to see me in the week. My toes are just already all bruised. You can't bruise them anymore because I have to work on this stuff. They fought till daybreak. There was a moment it actually says, if you read it, what we just read over it, it says that it looked like Jacob was winning. Say, something, say this with me. Say, looked like. Because complacency happens in your life when you buy into the appearance that you got it. When you think that the success and the amount of money and the amount of things you've accomplished in your life came from you. I'm not going to lie, I've been on this stage before and I thought I had a little more to do with what God was doing in this place than I did. And uh, God could have touched him and wiped him off the face of the earth supernaturally, but what did he do? He took his hip out of socket to remind him, to send him a message, not destroy him, but to teach him. You don't have it together as much as you think you do, big boy. And God is trying to get all of our attentions. And God will, God will touch some things in your life that you don't like to be touched. He will, he will allow things to happen. He will allow the bank account to get drenched of the savings that you spent a decade on because he's trying to remind you, uh-uh. He ain't trying to take you off earth. He's not trying to take away your destiny, but he's trying to redirect you before you run yourself on the ground. He could have destroyed him. It said it looked like Jacob was going to win. Well, he will take that relationship that you thought was going to be your end game, your ride or die. He will take them from you because it wasn't for you. And you just thought you knew better than he knew. That dream, that the dream is really your God. Not, not him, the dream. You come to church celebrating because your dreams are looking good. What about when your dreams come crumbling down? See, God touched his hip. He took it out of socket because he wanted to send him a message. No, 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 Jacob. No, no, no. I could take you out right now and I want you to know that I love you too much to do it, but I'm going to remind you who God is. Then all of a sudden, uh, it's, it's beautiful because uh, the, the God says, let me go. And, it, and when you look at it in the English language, it looks like God is desperate. Uh-uh. What God is doing, and when you look at it in the Hebrew, God is saying, uh, Jacob, this lesson is almost over. And you better let me go right now. And Jacob says this. He says, I will not let you go until you bless me. This is not, for the first time in his life, he is actually not clinging for control. It's beautiful. He's finally realized he got beat by a better man, by a bigger God. See, this is the first time in his life that he was actually completely relying and trusting God. Because his mouth and his personality and his skill and his trickery was always able to work around God. He involved God in his life. There's a lot of people come to church and you involve God. There's people who teach Sunday school and there's pastors. I have been one of them in some seasons of my life where I realize, oh, I include God in my life. But uh, in this moment, Jacob says, I will not let you go. I am completely relying on you right now. And you, I ain't letting you go until he realized I can't do it without your blessing. My personality can't do it for me. My, my, my competence can't do it for me. Uh, what I have to offer, my, my bank account can't do it for me. My good looks can't do it for me. I, nothing. Only my, my children's success can't do it for me. The only thing, God, I will not let you go until you bless me. And God says something so interesting because God is not desperate in this passage. God says, Jacob, what's your name? What's your name? 
It's crazy because if you know much about the Bible, Jacob lied about his name when he tricked his brother and stole his blessing. And he lied to his father when he said, my name is Esau, that is me. And he pretended to be Esau because Isaac on his deathbed was blind. God has given him an opportunity to be honest. You've heard me talk about it a lot lately because you really don't heal until you're honest. What's your name, Jacob? You get a second shot to say what your name is. And he says, my name is Jacob. A liar. Manipulator. I've worked my way around everything. I've been greedy. I've been selfish. I played the field. I played the game. And I played well, but not well enough. My name is Liar. This is who I've been. This is what I've become. Alone, by himself, He wasn't blaming everybody else who left him or blaming everybody else. And we, a lot of times when we're bitter, we start blaming the people who left, who were, who were partly responsible for the position we were in. He did not do so. I will not let go. My name is Jacob. What have you chosen to be? Why don't you fill in that blank in your life before, because before you start talking about who you are in Christ, talk about who you've chosen to be today, yesterday, and you're going to choose to be tomorrow if you don't change some things. What have you chosen to be? What would that be for you? God, my name is ungrateful. My name is greedy. My name is selfish. My name is skeptical. My name is bitter. My name is addict. My name is convicted felon. My name is, I could, feel, I could go on for, for days at the defects that we all carry on, but at the end of the day, you've got to be honest with yours because Jacob right there had to say, this is my name, this is my identity because you can't start living in your identity until you actually are honest with where you've been living. So this is, I'm, my name is self-righteous pride. Some of you, man, you play the part real well, man. You can quote scripture. You can look the part real well, but can you be honest? This is my name. This is what I've chosen to be. God gave him a chance to be honest. And you know what the trickster did? He was honest. And God says, no, 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 no. That's not your name. Once he said his name, once he said, this is who I've chosen to be. God said, no, 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 that's not your name anymore. Your name is Israel because you have fought with God and you have, and man, and you have won. Israel in the Hebrew means this, fighter or wrestler of God. We look at Israel as a nation, but the calling of Israel is on every one of our lives. We are called to fight. Faith is a fight. Paul said, I fought the good fight. Be still, the Lord will fight for you, but faith is a fight for you. Life is a fight. See, you can't Jacob it. Tell somebody right now, say, I can't Jacob it. You got to Israel it. You got to Israel it. He fought and he found Jesus. He found God that day. He found Jesus that day. Because Jesus said those who find it, Jesus himself said those who find their life lose it and those who lose it find it. That day he lost his life. He lost his will. He lost his terms. And he said, No longer, Jacob, are you a liar. You are a fighter. A fighter. And you get to choose. Are you going to go around or through? Say this with me. Say through. Through. Online, drop a comment, all caps. Say through. through. 
You either choose every single day of your life to be Jacob or be Israel. You choose that one man chose, I'm going to be Jacob, I'm going to be Israel. You either go around or through. And how you live your life, it isn't just one thing you go through. Your life is either a lifestyle of I hit things head on or I don't. I'm not talking about the things you enjoy, the things you want to do. Everything that you're supposed to do and responsible for, you either go around or through. And it's a lifestyle. It's not a one day, one day at a time decision. You set a precedent around or through. Say this with me. Say through. You don't get to go around the process. You don't get to go around the process of God and get to the promise of God. Trust me, Jacob tried that real hard. A lot of people in the Bible did. You go through the process or you don't get the promise. In the Old Testament, it says this about Benjamin. Benjamin was actually uh, Jacob's youngest son, Israel's youngest son. We call Jacob Jacob a lot, but really his name was technically, he died Israel. Benjamin, it says about Benjamin that he he devoured in the morning and he divided in the evening. In other words, he worked hard in this season, so he had something in this season. You can want it all day. You can want it all day, but if you don't work for it, you can forget about it. Hey, and even if you get the promotion, God will honor you in the promotion because you got the promotion by going around. Hey, you can get the money, but I promise you, you won't do that much with it. You'll blow it or honestly, it won't make you happy because you can get to the top of the mountain. But I'm going to tell you, uh, getting a helicopter to take you to on the top of a mountain you're supposed to climb ain't going to be all that satisfying. You go around or you go through. This teenage story, uh, Mr. and Miss Ozer. Mr. Ozer's sitting in the back right now with Mark and Luke. By the way, our youth had a blast at Mark and Luke's house, y'all. So thankful. Y'all's mama would have been proud, Miss Ozer and Mark and Luke. Our youth had a blast. They cooked all the food. We had a fire. It was awesome. I went home smelling like fire, and I took a long shower, but it was awesome. As a teenager... I spent most of my teenage years from middle school to high school at the Osier's house in Bowden, Georgia. Went to Georgia games. I don't know why, Mr. Osier, you ever took me back the way I acted back then. But he's showing up at church still. They talk about unconditional love. (laughs) Miss Osier has since passed on. I I don't want to talk about her too much right now because I'll cry and won't be able to talk. I wish she could see this because she invested so much in who we are as a church long before I could appreciate it. They were out there doing pea gravel. And Mr. Osier, you know, I shouldn't say your age without your permission, but it was several years back. They were still, we were doing pea gravel, and he asked me and Mark and Luke, they're twins, they're like my brothers, they were in my wedding. We were doing pea gravel out there. I mean, we were toting the gravel. It was hard. And, you know, Mr. Osier, Miss Osier built a good life. God blessed them, and they were, they've been great stewards, generous people. They practice what they preach. Amen. And... um I look at Mr. Osher, I mean, they're, they're sweating. They're working circles around me and Mark and Luke. Sorry, Mark and Luke, it was true. Still be the truth if I was loading that big gravel. I go, Mr. Osher, I said, man, you got plenty of money like, to, to pay to get this done. And Mr. Osher's real patient. I think the few times he ever raised his voice at me, I was too scared to ever let it happen again. <laughs> Miss Osher was even more scary. Uh, he looked up at me and he said, Dan, he said, the reason I have something is because I'm willing to do the things that other people aren't. Right. <laughs> he said, I don't go around. 
The reason that I have what I have, the reason I've been able to build what I build, the reason is because I don't pay everybody to do it. I don't go around the process. Young people, middle-aged people, old people, listen to me. If you're not willing to save some money now to, to have some quality and longevity and be more responsible now, you don't really want to go through it. You want to go around it. If you're not willing to eat less and be miserable and save calories now so that you can enjoy your life later, you truly want to go around it, not through it. If you don't want to work the job that you hate now because it's not the job you want and you're, not, you're willing to undermine and to complain about a job that pays you because it's not your end game job, you want to go around it, not through it. If you want to complain about not being on the team or not starting or them sitting you out, uh, or, or, or if you want to complain about it and feel bad about it, listen to me. You want to go around it. The coach isn't God. The coach may not see your giftings, but the Bible Paul said, if God be for us, who can be against us? If that coach don't promote you, there'll be a coach that will. But you got to go through it. If the boss doesn't see your gifts to uh, promote you, then somebody else will at some time. You need to be faithful today. Tell somebody, say through. through. Say through, because I promise you, the seeds you sow today will be what you reap tomorrow. You can spend your life going around or through. Jacob accumulated some stuff. By the time he faced God, he was a, by the time he wrestled and fought God, he was a wealthy man. But he was an empty man. He got everything that a person could want in that time period, yet what did it leave him? Alone and wrestling with God and finally wrestling for the right reasons. Because it's all about fight. It's all about, it's a fight. I'm gonna get to that in a minute, but it's not just a fight. You better be faithful at the job you have. You better take the demotion or not getting the promotion respectably. Young people, take being benched or take not being on the team respectably. That's how you go through. That's how you go through. Don't you retaliate. Don't you react respectably. Like God, the God that we serve said, like you believe that he will open doors no man can close. Which means he will close doors that no man can open when you're not supposed to walk through them. You either go around or you go through. You own your mistakes or they will own you. The scripture says very clearly, it says, God's justice will not be mocked. What a man sows, excuse me, I like this translation better. What you, you will harvest, always it says in the NLT, you will always, say always, always. harvest what you plant. The presence of God, the promise of God, what God wants to, it is not a lottery system. It is a lifestyle. You go around or you go through. If you don't like what you're getting, you change what you're planting. Change why you're planting. Some of you are sowing good seeds. You work hard at what you do, but you're not doing it for the right reasons. I'm going to tell you, I have done ministry for the absolute wrong reasons. I, I was sincere as they come, but I was sincerely wrong. And I had to change the reason why I was planning. Because a lot of times you don't realize you're sowing in the wrong places because you got the wrong heart. Around or through. It hurts. Around or through. 
around or through. Hey, honor God with your money. You know why I don't really get, man, I'm not wearing a sweatshirt again. My clip, all my ticking up here, my clip all comes popping off. Ah. I used to like get scared about taking up offering and stuff. Now I'm like, let's get it. Because I don't care how little money you got. You better be faithful with what little you got if you want more. Because a lot of people, the way we look at it is, God, if you'll give me more, if I can get to this place, I swear I'll be generous. Jesus didn't teach that. Jesus said those who were faithful with little will be faithful with much. He didn't say if you get much, he's a faithful man, he'll do it. The widow's might dropped in currency in that time when she put that might in the offering while all these rich folks were throwing in their wads that were worth a lot more. Who'd he say was gonna be most honored? The woman with the might because she was faithful with what she had. She wasn't waiting to be faithful, she was faithful. Some of you are like, man, I ain't got money to make ends meet. Well, guess what? We live in America. This is the land of opportunity. Guess what? You need to change the way you're managing it. And don't, I know you're like, well, it's easy for you to say, if you were here long enough to know my story, you would rethink that. But I ain't got time for that today because this message ain't on money. Go through. You need to make some hard decisions. You need to cut your budget hard because it's going to catch up with you. I've seen credit card debt pile up and people think the paycheck was coming. It ain't coming and even if it comes, there'll be another financial hole you're in because you spend your life going around what you need to go through. You spend your life waiting. I can't make that decision. I can't date that person or I can't break up with that person and you need to make a decision and hit it head on because if you spend your life Jacob in it, you will never be able to Israel it. And Israel would have 12 sons that would start a nation that is still sitting around blessed that are surrounded by its enemies they ain't perfect I get it but I'm gonna tell you they're still here because he fought with God and he won how did he win he won by losing his life by saying I can't do this anymore no more going around say through 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 Quit being ruled by your emotions. Man, I, I got emotions too. There's some days I just, before I hurt somebody's feelings up in this mug, I got to go home. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, there's sometimes I realize after I've talked, some of the ways I talk to the staff, and especially my wife in front of the staff, I'm like, you need to S-T-H-U. They are faithful. They are here fighting with you. I'm telling you, sometimes you got to just feel bad and show up and shut up. That's what going through is like. Because when you're not, you got to be a man. You got to be a woman. You got to be a mom. You got to be a dad. You got to be faithful. You got to be an employee. You got to show up. And I'm going to tell you, there is always an excuse not to show up. There, you can always find them. There's, a, there's, just, there's always an excuse to not show up, not show up on time. There's always an excuse of why you hate your spouse. You need another one. Why your kids are perfect, why you can't stand your kids. There's always an excuse if you want one. But Jesus said this, and I love it, because this is truly where we are as a culture. And you can decide for if you're going to be honest. Jesus said, I love this translation. Anyone who begins to plow a field but keeps looking back is of no use in the kingdom of God. 
He said, you get to plowing and you're ruled by your emotions and you keep looking back, being inconsistent, not showing up. I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to go to the gym today. I'm going to spend my money right today. And next month, you're back to old habits and old friends. That's right. So while recovery groups are constantly shifting, new people in because people are constantly relapsing. Well, addicts ain't the only ones to do that. We do it every day. We just overnight don't end up losing everything most of the time. It's a slow fade. Resentment builds up in your marriage slowly and it's about 10 years that you lose everything because you don't talk about it. You either go around or you go through. You either go around or you go through. You're either accountable and you say, God, I want to repent because I don't want to repeat or you don't. Around or through, tell somebody, say through. through. Say through. through. You can do circles with God, yourself, and everybody else. And here's the thing. We've gotten good at doing circles with ourselves, but we like to jake a bit with us. I am the biggest one you got to talk. I got to talk myself into this, man. You're right now thinking, well, it's just my story is the exception to the rule. He just needs to hear my story. No. There's no exceptions. The gospel's true for everybody. You're not, the biggest mistake you can make in your life is think your story is the exceptions of the rule because you're going to find out the hard way when God takes your hip out of socket and shows you you're not. There are no exceptions. He loves you and the gospel says he loves you, but his love can change your life and it's time for you to let it. It don't just sound good, it works. Around or through. God will not honor the, the patterns that you've created in your life where you're mean, bitter, uh, short, you're not present with your family. You're there, but you're not there. Oh man, I've had to learn that one a hard way too. Man, I'm telling y'all, y'all don't think I preach to myself? Man, I'm up here like sweating like, oh God. That's right. Through. Say it with me. Say through. through. You don't go around people. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if I have an issue with you, I'm coming at you. I don't go around you. I don't talk. I'm not going to argue with you on social media. I'm not going to go tit for tat with anybody except Angie on a bad day. We're real, real petty sometimes. <laughs> and I'm the king of them. Once I start a com- uh, I can't give her. I can't give away my comments that start wars. I don't. Not competing against anybody. Man, our, I'm telling you, the parents of our, uh, our kids that are getting married, hey, they do life their way, just like our kids can build a life their way. I ain't competing with you. That's right. I hit things head on. I'm going to tell you, anything destructive, I will come at you if you were destructive in my family, in this church, or anything that I'm responsible for. No siree. Say through. Same in your story. It ain't true for pastors. It's true for parents, workers, employees, grandmamas, granddaddies. That's right. Through. I'm not going to be mean to you, but I'm going to tell you when it's not acceptable. You can tell your kids. Matter of fact, you better tell them when they're five or you're going to be having a lot of trouble when they're 15. That's right. Say through. through. Say through. Jacob had to learn to go through. Ask for the raise. Quit telling your coworkers and everybody how much you deserve to be noticed and compensated. Go ask them. What's the worst I can say? No, the best is you don't spend a year undermining, you actually get a pay raise. Talk. I'm trying to teach Garrett that now. I know you don't like talking like me, G, but you're going to talk because your, your wife will thank me one day. 
Work through your feelings, through them, not around them. Work through your past. Work on your present issues. Say yes, say no. Through. Through. Faith isn't just a fight. Faith is an intentional fight. It's not just a fight that you just throw bows, man. Spiritual bows. It is an intentional fight. And what happens is we start fighting for no reason, no purpose, for the wrong reasons, and we're not intentional. That's why this year I've said better moves. Better moves because it's intentional. You live your life on purpose. You do your marriage. You raise your kids on purpose. And if you don't, it's for no purpose. Indecision is a decision. Going around is a decision to not go through, which God will not honor. You'll live your life in insanity and you'll realize that pretty much the sum of your life at the end of it is you kept beating your head against the wall that all you had to do was stop beating your head against the wall. Paul said, I have fought the what? The good fight of faith. See, we always like, ah, faith's a fight. And then we go do a bunch of stupid stuff in the name of fight. No, Paul told Timothy, and it's one of the last things he told him before he got beheaded. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the work. I have fought the good fight. He says good. He don't just say I fought. I fought for a reason. And it wasn't me. It wasn't my reputation. As a matter of fact, he lost his reputation. He lost all the degrees he worked his whole life to accomplish because he converted And the same people that took his degrees took his life. Good fight. Tell somebody to say good fight. For a reason, on purpose. On purpose. And I want you to see this. Jacob would limp out of this situation. He would limp the rest of his life because God took his hip out of socket. You got to see this. You got to see it, y'all. He would limp the rest of his life, but he would limp the best of his life. Huh. And we're talking a world where all you do is travel around, all you do is walk everywhere. This man had to have a cane like a, like a person that no longer can really get around. And what we would do is quit life. No, no. Jacob limp. Tell somebody, say limp. Limp. He limped. And I know that you've come out of some seasons. I know that you've come out of some seasons where you're traumatized, you're scarred. It'll never be the same again. Your perspective is forever changed. Maybe you disappointed yourself and you hate yourself for it. Uh, Maybe they betrayed you. They abused you. They neglected you. They, um, I could keep going on, you know. You got to start over. You're set back. Tell somebody you got to limp. You got to limp. Online, drop a comment. You got to limp because worse than limping is not living. Worse than limping is not living. I'm going to tell you guys, yes, I believe for, I always believe for healing. I am, y'all, if, y'all don't, if y'all know me, y'all know that I am pretty darn charismatic. I grew up charismatic. And people are like, well, at least you're not one of them crazy ones. Oh, you ain't been here long enough yet. <laughs> uh, so barring a miracle, I'm just going to let you know, my back will never be better than it is today. Okay. And I believe God for healing, but I'm moving either way. I'm blessed either way. People tell me, I hate it that you hurt so bad. I am the luckiest, most, I am so thankful God hasn't given up on me. On my worst day, I'm blessed. My back may never be the same, but I am better than ever. 
talked to the band this morning about the verse in Isaiah 40 where he said he'll give us new strength, he'll renew our strength, new strength. Sometimes you got to limp to get that. I'm better than ever, y'all. Oh, I hurt worse than ever, but I'm better than ever. I can, I can do everything in my life circles around 25-year-old Ben, 30-year-old Ben, and even two years ago Ben. Even last year Ben. Ain't because my back. It's because I'm a limp for his glory. I'm a limp for his glory. And there's times in your life you got to limp. I'll tell y'all something. If I ever get to the place where I got to be up here, where because right now it's mostly mid to upper neck issues, so I can walk pretty good. Matter of fact, walking is the only time I'm not hurting. You lay me in a bed, you sit me down, it's a struggle, which is why I will never stand behind there. Martin and Hightower has to get me a mic. I can't do it. But if I had to get up here in a wheelchair, I'm going to show y'all, I would rock this stage. They'd write books about me for seminary classes, preaching how to preach when you're in a wheelchair because I will do whatever I got to do because sometimes you got to limp. And if I have to limp, no matter what that looks like, I will limp. There's some days you've seen me moving a lot slower and ain't because I'm teaching, it's because I'm limping. Tell somebody, say you got to limp. Sometimes you got to limp. Hey, I promise you, before you ever get a healing, if you get a healing in your life, you got to limp before you get a healing because God is going to show you it is not about you. Tell somebody, say limp. Dion Thacker. Remember the first time him and Michelle came into church? It's uh, Palm Sunday, 2019. The reason I remember that is we got in here and the weather got real bad. It was tornado watches. Uh, tornado warnings actually trees I think a tornado actually hit and bowed and uh, trees were sideways Dion and Michelle I'm thankful we had church because they showed up that day I've been a faithful part of this church since and I'm going to tell you about Dion I always thought Dion had a bad butt walk he does um, I always thought like I, I literally think this Dion I don't think I ever told you this but I thought Chuck Norris is missing that strut like Dion I mean Dion's major military guy and uh, that thing at Ranger, Green Beret, don't fight, don't hurt me, Dion. I don't know that stuff. I just know you were awesome and you were, he did a lot of combat jumps and he's got this strut for so long. I just thought it was a strut. I thought, man, that joker is like, I wish I walked like him. But it ain't a strut. That man took a bullet on a combat jump. I think that's think when it was. He took a bullet in the kneecap and he's got, I think he had a knee replacement. The other, he ain't even 50. But he limps and he makes limping look good because he limps for Here's the thing you need to know about limping. Jacob learned to live by what caused him to live. Limping is what made him Israel. Limping is what got his crap together. Sometimes you got to obey God when the bank account is is empty. You got nothing to give, but you give what you got. You got no energy left, but you give what you got. Jacob walked the entire world around that time, in that time period, limping. You gotta limp sometimes. You want healing in your marriage, you gotta limp first. Here's the thing, what caused you trauma, what set you back will be what God uses to catapult you. Your testimony comes from what caused you to limp. I don't know if you'll have to limp forever like Jacob or if you'll have to limp for a season or if your, your walk will never quite be what it was, but I promise you, if you will do it for his glory, 
this light affliction which is but for a moment worketh in me a far more exceeding way to glory what taught Jacob to be Israel is what more caused him to die the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in us it taught him to live it taught him to live will you stand to your feet thanks for listening We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at imcatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you, we care about you, and we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.